Welcome to The Pew, the place where everyday guys talk about everyday things in front of the one person who can do something about it, Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, just a guy in the pew, John Edwards. Welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards, and here to the left of me, as always, is my co-host and cohort, Victor Adams. Hey, I'm here. I know you are, man. Yep. I presumed you would be. That's right. <laughs> when you, you assumed I was here, and I'm here. Yeah, that's yep. right. That's right. Well, man, it's good to see you again this morning, and I know we've got a topic that interested both of us. Uh, we're going to talk about it's It's something that will probably... Um, ring true with a lot of people that listen yeah uh it may not sit well with a lot of people but uh it's something we need to talk about it's it's a sin that a lot of people struggle with and we just hope to bring a little to the light today uh we're talking about the sin of presumption and you know just in case there's people out there that don't know what that sin is or what we mean when we say that you know archbishop fulton sheen gives a very good definition of it um i've got a quote here from where he says presumption is an inordinate trust in divine mercy a hope of pardon without repentance, a heaven without mercy, without merit, excuse me. And, you know, that's a full quote, but what he's saying there is, is, you know, it's an excess of hope. That's what presumption is. You know, there's two types of, if you look at hope, there's two things there. You've got despair and presumption. Despair is when you don't have enough hope. Presumption is when you have too much. Right. And that's what we're going to focus on today is this this idea that that I'm a good guy and I'll go to heaven. I've lived a good life. I've been decent without doing anything that God has told you or or the you know the the guidelines and and basically his rules that he's laid out for us to follow in order to reach heaven with him. And you know for a long time in my life I lived any way I wanted to and just presumed you know hey I'm I'm a good person. I'm doing some bad things, but I'm I'm nice to people, I'm kind right. to people, I'm good to my kids, I'm a decent husband. And that's going to be enough. God's right. God's mercy will be enough for sure. me. Sure, I donate my time. I I tithe. Well, I give money. Yeah, you know. And but you know, I still want to have my fun time too. You know, and and yeah. you you justify things. Mm-hmm. And when you get stuck stu- stuck into getting justification of how you behave or how you act, then presumption you know comes into effect of making those judgments. Right, and it's and that's see, I wasn't even going to church a lot during all that when I'm talking about it, it was just presuming that God loved me and that, that he wasn't going to let me go to hell just because I'm his creature. He loves me. And if he really loves me, he won't let me go to hell. He, he won't let me, my mistakes right. cause me eternal damnation. And that's not the truth. It's because we have free will. And that's what we're going to get into talking about is, is God has given you a choice and it's a choice you have to make. Um, and if you, if you presume that living the way you want to is going to get you to heaven, then you're wrong. Right. And, you know, part of that, I want to break down that quote. The first part, you know, he talks about the inordinate trust in divine mercy. You know, it's basically our faith becomes spoken but not lived. Uh, you know, when we're, for instance, we're we're projecting this this image of, well, I go to church every once in a while and, and I pray, but you pray, a lot of people say that and they don't. You know, it's just the things that we're trying to project out, but we're not actually living it. You know, the, the gospel reading yesterday even said, you know, Jesus said, believe in the works, not the words. And and that's part of what I'm talking about here is, is that this idea that I can live my life the way that I want to and not ever have to worry about consequences is just, is just crazy. And, but a lot of people live that way. We fall into that. I did for a long time. You know, we, it's almost as if we make, we make God's mercy 
an excuse for greater sinning, right? I can do whatever I want because I'll have some amount of time somewhere to say I'm sorry, whether I really mean it or not. Right. And it doesn't matter that I didn't live in the ways that he told me to all my life. I'll be able to say these, as Deacon Jeff has said before, these magic words, and, and poof, I'll just be in heaven because, you know, I can almost fool God, right? Because we act like God doesn't know our heart, like he doesn't see our whole life laid out before us before we've even lived those moments. And we're almost going to be able to fool him with an I'm sorry that doesn't have roots in a life lived in virtue. Right. Well, like I said, you can you can talk all you want, but if there's no action behind that mm-hmm. of uh, being a servant of Christ, then guess what's going to happen is that it's empty words. Yeah. There's no action. Well, and it's, you're living as if God's, everything in the Bible is just a suggestion, right? It's not, you know, those Ten Commandments, oh, they're there for, for somebody else or they're just, they're right. just we're, a suggestion. We're in a new covenant. I don't have to yeah. worry about that stuff. It's almost yeah. like God said, you know, instead of having that voice where he's like, thou shalt not kill, it's this voice that's like, hey, do you guys mind if, like, try not to kill anybody, okay? Yeah. Is that all right? Just like, y'all, can you do that? Just right. try. Yeah, can y'all just talk it out? And, you know, just, that's I right. don't want that to happen, but, you know, I understand. Yeah, right. and it's, it's it, we sort of make a mockery out of the thing, you know, and, and it's, his it, these things aren't a suggestion. They're God saying, these are the things that you need to do in order to be with me. I love you with everything I have. I created you. I mean, just like the love of a parent. You can disappoint your mom and dad a thousand times, but they will never quit loving you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a point where there are consequences where, you know, people's parents have cut them off before because they've said, look, we have tried and tried. We've, we've told you what you need to do. You won't. You're on your own, right? This is whatever you reap now is your consequence of your behavior, of your action. And that's what that's what the Christian life is, is here's the path that's going to get you with me, and here's the other path that leads you to hell. And you've got to make that choice. And if you don't, I'm sorry, I love you, but you chose the incorrect path. Mm-hmm. That's basically what this is saying. And, you know, if you want to look at some of this, you know, example of what we're talking about right now, we've got Easter coming up, you know, next Sunday. And Easter and Christmas are packed with people all the time. You have to get to Easter Mass two hours early to get a decent seat. And yet, every other Sunday, you can sit wherever you want to in the church and show up five minutes before or even five minutes after the service has started. And that is an an example of presumption because, you know, we presume that when God said, you know, keep holy the Sabbath, that that was just another suggestion, right? I mean, we feel we, we just go through life as if I don't go to Mass on Sundays, then I'm a, it doesn't matter. It's no big deal. God knows I love him. No, he said, keep holy the Sabbath. And if you're not going to Mass on Sunday, that's a mortal sin. And if you haven't confessed that, if you haven't repented of that, then then and you, you die, then you're facing a mortal sin because you, you have not honored the Sabbath. And so we presume that God's just going to look past that, right? When we get to heaven and... Hey, God, look, I know I was I slept in a lot of Sundays, but you're good with that, right? You know I was trying to be the best person I could. And he's going to look at that person and go, no, that was you were supposed to do that. That was one of my laws, and I'm sorry, but, you know, elevator's going down. Yeah. You know? And and it's something that, that, you know, it's a good example of of how a lot of people, every church in this country that's Catholic will be super packed next Sunday. And it's just a great example of, of how we take this for granted, that we just, we take these the words of God and we twist them and we in our minds and we we make them into whatever makes us feel comfortable whatever makes us feel like okay this should make me worry but I'll think of it this way so I don't 
Right. I'm and, going to conform God's laws to me, not conform to sure. His laws. And that's the thing. We're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it, too. I'm not saying that this is above me. I'm, I'm past I wasn't, this. I wasn't going to bring but, that up. Well, I, yeah, I have a I list mean, of how guilty you are. I mean, Holly, I mean, <laughs> I, try, I try hard. But, like, I think the difference is, <clears throat> excuse me, is that <clears throat> when I find myself doing that, I'm acting out selfish reasons. Yeah. And then I back it up, and, I'm, and, and I ask, you know, obviously, in my heart, I pray for forgiveness, but I still have to go and talk it out in confession. Um, because am I really past it? Am I going to do it again? You know, and, and, and over time, over time, you know, like I said, there's always going to be something that is a stumbling block in our lives. And that just takes time with confession and also seeking a, a broader, a close, you know, not just a broader, but the close relationship with Christ in our, our lives. Because then whenever we get to the point where we, we think about it, then then hopefully our mind will go back to the last time how bad we felt and yeah. maybe prevent us from doing that. Um, but like you said, I've I've been I'm guilty of it because my my back my background I'm a, I'm a convert right, so there was this 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 saying you know and I don't mean to offend any brothers or sisters out there reading it uh, listening but you know that 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 concept of once saved always saved you know mm-hmm. and and you know Deacon was telling us earlier that that could be a very dangerous statement because what you're doing you're assuming that no matter what you do after that fact of giving your heart to Christ that you're covered in His blood forever. Right. right, but you still have to do uh, points of reconciliation whenever you do something that's that, that goes against God. Well, you, you have, have to live to, it. Yeah, right, you, you have to live you it. You have to live it. That Jesus' sacrifice was for our salvation. It was an opportunity. It was like opening a door for us to be able to come home. But that door shuts when you when you turn your back on it. That's a great point. I'm glad you said that because it's a good segue into the next part that I wanted to talk about. Is how about that? Yeah, yeah. I know. Wow, <laughs> you must be looking at notes or something. No, I'm just kidding. Upside down. That's right. <laughs> but uh, no, the second part of that quote was a hope of pardon without repentance, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what you're talking about. Is this idea that that we can take God's Jesus' sacrifice or God's sacrifice of His Son and say. Okay, that was enough. Thank you. I can just live the way I want to now and do whatever I please. And and that's always, that's my get out of jail free card, right? You know, as soon as God says, hey, you did this, I can put it right back in his face. Yeah, but you did this. Mm -hmm. You gave me your son, so you can't go back on your word. And that's, you can't put God, I mean, you know, to take a line from Dirty Dancing, you can't put God in a corner, right? Right, Or put him on trial. Yeah, Yeah. so it just, it's it's a mistake that we're going to, that a lot of people make. And it's going to be one that has eternal consequences if we don't start looking at it as a need for repentance. So basically, if we define sin, sin is nothing more than turning your back on God, period. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's turning your back on God. And so um, one of the things that we've got to do is realize that it's not that that we've got to, I'm trying to figure out how to say this correctly, that that we've got to turn back towards the father. That's what I'm trying to say there. That, you know, just like the prodigal son, you know, the father didn't chase after the prodigal son. He let him make his decision, let him go on his own. And he presumed that his father would always be there, right? If he hadn't turned around and decided one day, had that moment where he said, I'm tired of eating this pig slop. I'm tired of of not having anything. My servants have a way better life than I do. Even if my father won't take me back in the position he did as his son, at least I can eat. At least mm-hmm. I can do these other things. If he hadn't turned his back to the Father then, he would have presumed that it would always be okay. And if he died, he would have died in separation from his Father. And that's what we risk when we don't repent and start living this life the way that God wants us to. When we go out there with this just 
hey, it's whatever, I'll do what I please attitude, then you're you're risking your eternal eternal life with God. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, when you look at other examples of the Pharisees, right? They they go around and they preached holiness and they preached the laws and you must do this and you must do that and you must do this and they were so condescending to everyone. And then but the thing is they wound up not they're not they Jesus was telling them they're not gonna go to heaven. Yeah. Basically, because you're more more concerned with this, you're presuming that you're gonna be in heaven because of your status, because of your your dress and, and position as clergy and all of these things. And that's not the truth. The truth is the fact that you have to have this repentance. You have to understand these laws are not suggestions. They're not just for somebody else. They're for all of us. We have to live that way. Well, and and uh, the point you bring up with the Pharisees is the same thing that, I mean, where there's a lot of Pharisaical people here. I can be a Pharisee from time to time and I know it. And the thing is, is that like going back to what you're saying is that presumption is, is an act of like whether you're in a career that possibly cheats people you know, and they don't know it or like con people or say you're, you're, you're doing something that probably isn't accepted and you know, it's not accepted, but there's no law against it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, tax evasion, stuff like that. You know, there, there's a multiple things out there. That's still the act of presumption, meaning mm-hmm. that you're, you're doing something that you probably know ethically is not right or morally is right, but you're like, well, Hey, there's no really law against it. I don't feel right about it, but I'm going to do it anyways because I'm going to make more money. I'm going to do this or whatever. And, and um, you know, like, I'm a big movie guy, right? Yeah. Okay, so Sopranos, Godfather, stuff like that. Okay. So the background of the culture is in there. They're all Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. Which puts a good light on us, apparently, right? Yeah. So they go in. They You know, they, there's a baptism of a baby and Godfather, and then he comes out. And next thing you know, they, they're going to whack, you know, Polly or something, mm-hmm. you know? And and that's kind of like the way we could live our life. We're not actually doing that, but but – says spiritually like just doing what we want to do and assuming that everything is going to be okay i got the green light forever you know and and we had to be very careful about that Mm -hmm. because um you know no matter what we do and it could be totally against the spirit unknowingly we could damage our relationship with christ right well that's and that's the thing what you're saying is that there has to be a repentance there has to be an act on our part we have to turn back towards the father if we don't, you're not going to receive God's mercy. His mercy is always there, but you have to reach out and grab for it. You know, He brings it right to you. But at the end of the day, you have to you have to accept it. You have to you have to to try to obtain it by just by giving your yes, Lord. I want you in my life. Right. That that's what we have to say at that point. And we have free will, so we've got to choose it. You know, it is a choice. That's that is that is something that we we take for granted is that it's just going to be there for us. And that God is going to be standing up there. Like, we, if I get hit by a bus tomorrow and I haven't been living uh, the life the way I should. I've been to church a couple of times. I'm a nice guy all around. I don't mistreat people. But I just, I die. And then we think that God's sitting up there going, you know what? You didn't do a thing I asked you to do. You didn't follow my commandments. You didn't honor the Sabbath. You didn't do any of that stuff. You, yeah, you didn't kill anybody. Some of those things. But you didn't live the life I asked you to live. But you know what? I created you. I love you with everything I have. My heart just can't take sin in hell. I'm sorry. Just grab my hand and I'll bring you to heaven. That's not what God is is going to do. God has said has said these are what I, the things I prescribe for you to do, and you haven't done them. And I'm sorry, and that hurts me, and that kills me. But you had a choice, and you didn't choose the right one. 
And and that's the danger that we fall into with this inner presumption is that just, you know, that I'm going to do whatever I please or I'm going to to live a, what is it, sort of a I'm, I'm spiritual but not religious life, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that that's so popular in the culture today and that there's going to be no consequences of that. And it's just, it's it's really playing sure. with your eternal, where your soul is going to wind up eternally. Right, it's a dangerous thinking. I mean, I've, I've, I was guilty of that myself, like where people get turned off like religion, like, well, they're all hypocritical people. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to do my thing. I can play golf or I did this. I'm not accusing anybody. Right. I did this. Go out and do stuff and say, well, this is my, this is God's sanctuary anyways, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I'm going to be with him in, in, in my prayer or I'm going to say, thank you for this. Thank you for that. But see, the thing is, I'm not going to him. You right. know, I'm not going to the Eucharist. I'm not going to the tabernacle. I'm not going to mass to, to be there and to be penitent or about what I've done and what I've sins I've caused to harm others, and and that's the thing when you get so self uh, enveloped in your your own theology that you developed over time, um, you become you isolate yourself slowly yeah. but slowly from God. Well, you become your own God because you're making yeah. up your own rules. Right, because you're trying to get your own salvation. You can't you can't do that. I that's remember. Yeah, I remember. Heresy. I used to say to Angela all the time. When she said, get up and go to church. Come on, go to church. When we got married, you said you were going to go to church with me. You became Catholic. Blah, blah, blah. You're a hypocrite. All that stuff, you know. And, and she was right. Um, the thing that I thought was, I don't need to go to church to be with other people. I can be with God right here in my bed. Mm-hmm. I can talk to him. I can speak to him. I can praise him. I can receive his love right here. And it was just because I was making up my own rules as I go. It's it's like you start playing a kickball game or something, and you're in, in all, you're losing, and all of a sudden you start changing the rules. Right, there's only, and, but only for yeah, you, not right. for anybody else, but that's for right. you. And that's what we're doing is we're we're trying to. It's almost like we become our own god, and we say, you know what? I like Christianity, but I only like this piece, and I like that piece, and I don't like anything that makes me feel uncomfortable. So all that's gone, and then you know I can do this, I can do that, I might be able to fit that in, but the rest of it I don't need. I'll just make my own religion. I'll call it. Johnny Annity, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, and, and God can be a part of that. And you know, if you look at it, there's not there's a good example of if you look at the at the crucifixion, you know, Jesus had two thieves on either side on one side of him, you know, one on the other, one on the other side. One of them repented and he went to heaven. He said, You will be with me today in paradise. Because he realized we we belong up here, not him. Mm-hmm. He repented in that moment. The other, show the, the humili- thing, yeah, show the yeah. humility, yeah, yeah, the humility, which is that is the humility is the antidote for presumption, yeah. by the way. But the other cross, the other thief, basically said, "I don't care who you are. If you're God, then get us off this cross." Yeah, you know, this him. just yeah. yeah, this whole just ego and pride and and boastfulness and all of these things, and that that's one of the best examples of what we're talking about. Is you have a choice. You can be the person that says, "You know, I don't need to follow your rules. I don't need to do." What you're telling me to do, I'm going to do my own thing. Or you're the guy that looks at God and says, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I, I need you in every aspect of my life. And there's not a better picture of that. And actually, uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen uses that in his, his seven last words from the cross. You know, he talks about presumption in there. And, and that's part of it is illustrating those those two thieves and how you have a choice, either despair or presumption when it comes to hope. Um and, but I, I don't think there's a better example of than than that thief you mm-hmm. know that, that repented. Now the next thing you know we need to talk about is that you know like the quote says a, a heaven without merit. That's we cannot get to heaven without the works without living this faith. You know we reap what we sow. That's what we're talking about here. God is both good and just. You can't be just without being good. 
So we know that God wants to give us this opportunity. That's why he's good. I want you forever with me in eternity. I love you. But he's also just. You know, he's going to say, you know what? I do love you. But like we said before, these are your two choices that are laid out for you. And you chose the wrong one. And I'm sorry, but that garners this, that merits this. Mm-hmm. You know, the opposite of that is, Victor, you lived the life that I asked you to live. You did well. You took care of your family. You were a great husband and a father. You took care of others. You know, you were you, you helped grow the church and spread the name of my son and myself. So here, this merits you going to heaven. And if he's just, then we have to understand that everything falls on our own actions. Well, yes, we need his mercy. We need his grace. But everything depends on what life we live. Well, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, I mean, nothing to disagree <laughs> well, on that. We'd have right. a problem if you didn't, you'd have right. to leave. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing is that, um, you know, the danger of, of presumption, going back again, is is our pride mm-hmm. and uh, justifying everything that we do to fit our needs, to fit our desires. And um, it's tough as human beings because we think free will is, well, I'm going to do what, what I please instead of free will doing what God wants me to do. And that's the confusion, I think, for a lot of people in their faith is like uh, free will is, well, I, I, can, I can disagree on this, you know, and because and it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. But free will is like, is like you desire to choose what God has for you, the will that God has set for you. You know, make sure that the book of life that is written for you is full of pages of good intentions, good, you know, uh, passions of, of, um, of seeking Christ, uh, growing in Christ, growing your faith, and not just worried about yourself, but self-consumed, but to make sure you bring other people there as well. Right, and that's and that's the thing. It's it's hard to be hard if you're in presumption. It's hard to bring others to Christ. It's almost impossible, really. Well, and the, you know, one thing that I want to cover, which leads into you know what you're talking about too, is is something that you hear people say all the time. I'll live my life the way I want to, and then right before I die, I'll say I'm sorry. You know that, that I'm gonna have. It's, it's almost like we picture we have this we have this right. movie scene of a deathbed scene where you're gonna be giving your last words and breaths for ten minutes, and then. Your eyes close and, and, and you're gone. You know what I call that? What's that? Slide in the home last second. That's right. right? That's right. <laughs> it's like, well, the thing is, you know, how many heart attacks do you see that get a deathbed? How many yeah. nasty car wrecks do you see that gets a deathbed confession? Mm-hmm. Sometimes life is just over. And to assume that you're going to have this opportunity, you know, that you're not going to die in your sleep, that you're going to get a moment to speak to God is ridiculous. And, you know, Archbishop Sheen talks about this here too. We cannot love sin during life and begin to love virtue at death. We shall reap what in eternity, only what we sowed on earth. If we love sin, we shall reap corruption, but we shall never gather grapes from thistles. And what he's saying is you, you, you are not going to have, you're not going to fool God. You're not going to live the way you want to, and then get nervous at the last second and go, Oh my gosh, my life is flashing before me and I haven't lived anyway. And I should, and I want to go to heaven and I'm sorry, God, please don't, Mm -hmm. you know, God sees through that. I mean, if you have, obviously, if a priest is there and he's giving you absolution and all these things we get to go through through the last rites, if you're honest and you have that opportunity, then yeah, maybe maybe so. Maybe you do get to have it. But, but to, to live your life based on that's going to be the, the opportunity I'm going to take for granted, that's going to be the time I'm going to say I'm sorry to God, is my last breath if I get one, that's ridiculous. And it, it just... There's a lot of people I imagine that on their way out the door thought, oh my gosh, if they even got the opportunity, I really don't know where I'm going to go. 
I want to know at the end of my life, whenever it is, as I get older or if I'm close to death, whatever the grace is that I get in those moments, I want to know without a doubt that I gave every moment, every second of my life to live the way that God told me to, not only for myself, but for my family so I can get them to heaven. And then I can be there to see them, to spend the rest of eternity with them and the Father. And, you know, unfortunately for a lot of people, what they're going to see is this is what this verse, Ecclesiastes 11.2 says. You know, it says, whether a tree falls toward the south or toward the north, wherever the tree falls, there it lies. People, that is a warning saying, look, at the end of the day, wherever it lies, it lies. It's like the golf turn, you know, play where it lies. Wherever that that moment is, wherever your life is, it falls at the end of it, that's where you're going to be. Your opportunity now to choose to, to have a say in where you go when you die is right now, today, in your life. It's not some last second deathbed confession. It's now. And, and the Bible just said that. Don't complain about where you are because when it's all said and done, it's all said and done. You had the opportunity to make the most of it. So as we close out here, I just I want to go back over some of this really quickly and just, just say, you know, what have we talked about? Well, one, you can't presume that you're going to heaven because of a decent life. It's just not going to be enough. We need to properly order our hope and our trust. Don't take God's mercy for granted, ever. We need to repent in order to receive pardon. You have to confess. You have to turn back to God. Just like the prodigal son, you have to turn and face the Father, and the Father's waiting to receive you and to give you this life that he's wanted to give you. And then lastly, we have to live the faith the way God has laid out in order to merit entrance to heaven. There's no get out of jail free cards. You got to do the work, period. He said it again and again. If you don't want to take his word for it, then I'm sorry, but you're not going to wind up in the place that you want to be. So, you know, that's that's how you, you try to put into practice this these, these ways to defeat presumption. Okay. It's a terrible sin, and it's one we easily fall into. And it can be one that I guarantee you, if you see a list of how all these people wound up in, in hell, a lot of it has to do with the sin of presumption. Right. Of taking God's mercy and love for granted. So, you know, as we get close to closing out here, too, I want to take a minute to thank everybody that's been subscribing and liking. If you hadn't had a chance, go to our Facebook page, Just a Guy in the Pew. You can send us an email. There's a YouTube channel, Just a Guy in the Pew, and our website, Just a Pew, Just a Guy in the Pew.com. We'd love to have you subscribe and, and just keep following along with us. But I hear that music, so you know what time it is, Victor. We'd something to close out with prayer and, and work on this, uh, this sin of presumption. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, your love and mercy are a gift. Like all gifts, they should not be taken for granted. Help us to live our faith every day so that we never grow complacent. And Father, help us to properly order our hope so that we will never fall into the sin of presumption. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.